right. Am I on? Yeah, sounds like it. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to uh, Contemplative Sunday. Um, as you can see up on the screen, um, <clears throat> this is something, uh, if you're new to Liminal, new to our community, uh, something we do on the last Sunday of every month. Um, just as, as a, a change of pace, um, as a chance to, to rest, to reflect. You know, we, we spend a lot of time, you know, here on other Sundays, teaching, singing, speaking, saying, um, and this is a time to, to dial that back, maybe to, to receive, to listen, um, let our hearts be transformed. So, um, children, to dismiss. First things first. Uh, so, if you have any any kids, junior high, high schoolers, with <coughs> up the stairs there, littles to the back. Um, so, for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Andrew. Um, I'm just a part of this community, um, not anyone special, but I've been, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the, on the rotation to lead these contemplative services along with a couple others. So, um, if you're not into what I have to say in, in the space I'm creating here, come back next week, you'll get a different voice, different person up here. Uh, behind the lectern, but um, yeah, let's everyone maybe just take a second to take a few breaths, settled in, ground yourself, feel the chair underneath you, the floor underneath your feet. probably, hopefully aware, uh, we celebrated Earth Day later this month, or earlier this month, um, and so we're here right now at the end of April, right in the heart of spring, and it's a fitting time uh, to celebrate and, and cherish creation, the beauty of the world around us. Uh, we're seeing so much new life right now, with all of its color, and energy and vivacity bursting forth around us. Um, has anyone made it out, like hiking or up into the hills to see the super bloom, catch the flowers going off? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty stunning. It's glorious. Um, at the same time, though, uh, these days it's almost impossible to go about our daily lives uh, to read the news, to be engaged with our globalized world at any level uh, without hearing uh, or reading or talking about uh, the present and impending climate crisis uh, 
that we face as human beings. The wide-scale environmental degradation, warming temperatures, extreme weather events, mass extinctions, and all of it the evidence increasingly suggests uh, caused by human activity and human decisions. So this morning, in our contemplative service, I want to hold a climate vigil of sorts. I want to make space to uh, acknowledge and grieve the sickness and death that the earth is facing. The writer and activist Joanna Macy, whose template uh, I'll be using this morning that we'll be going through, said... The heart that breaks open can contain the whole universe. Now, I don't think that uh, Macy identifies as a Christian, but from what I know of the mystery of the Incarnation, this idea of Jesus as Emmanuel, as God with us, uh, this statement is a deeply Christian sentiment. Uh, As Father Richard Rohr is fond of saying, God loves things by becoming them. And that means every day, every moment, the very heart of God is broken wide open in love for the whole world and for what God has made. And so it must be for us if we're to follow the way of Jesus in any meaningful sense. As Christians in the industrialized Western world, uh, we've inherited a legacy, frankly, of creation abuse from the past several generations. It's a legacy of exploitation of the earth that ultimately is not sustainable. Whether we reap the fruit of this exploitation and abuse five years from now or 500 years from now is beside the point. The fact is is that in many ways we are on a course that ultimately leads to death. And as such, it's a course that calls for repentance, for metanoia, a change of mind, change of heart orientation, uh, of entering into new ways of being in the world. So I know there can be a lot of controversy and debate around this issue. Um, It's an issue that has huge political dimensions and implications um, and does require political engagement and policy reforms and all that, but that's not what I want to focus on here this morning. Um... Here at Liminal, this this isn't necessarily a place where we leave our politics at the door when we enter, um, but it also isn't a place where we hold political rallies or campaigns or anything like that. That's not that's not what we're about in this space. Um, so this morning, uh, as much as possible, I want to move upstream from politics to a place of contemplation. Um, Again, to make space for our heart to feel things, to grieve and mourn and pray and ask questions, and amid all of that, perhaps, uh, find room for hope. Um, I'm not engaging with this issue because I have all the answers. Uh, Just the opposite, actually. Um, You know, I, I wanted to hold this vigil because I don't have any of the answers to our climate crisis. And frankly, I don't know how to live well in light of it. 
I don't know how to face it. I don't know what to do about it. And I suspect I'm not the only one in the room who feels like that, who often feels lost and who feels so overwhelmed by the gravity and magnitude of the issue that most of the time, if I'm being honest, I'd rather just not think about it. I'd rather put my head in the sand, keep living my life. So yeah, I don't have, don't have answers for you today, but I do think it begins with, with a heart that breaks open. And that's how we start to hold and contain the whole universe. You guys with me? All right, let's begin. <clears throat> um, so I want to take us through uh, this, this spiral. This is called the work that reconnects. Um, and something we can come back to again and again as a source of strength and fresh insights. Um, it's a cycle, it's a rhythm that reminds us that we're larger, stronger, and deeper, and more creative than we've been brought up to believe. And it maps out a healing process that journeys through, uh, you can keep that up, yeah, these four successive movements or stations. Um, coming from gratitude, we'll begin there at the root, the foundation honoring our pain for the world, seeing with new eyes, and lastly, going forth. So let's begin with gratitude. Gratitude is, is the foundation. It's, it's the place where we need to begin, recognizing, uh, naming, getting in tune with the reality that we are dependent creatures. Um, the Apostle Paul asked rhetorically in the New Testament, what do you have that you have not received? We've been given, everything we have, we've been given, is a gift. Um, to be received with gratitude. And so before we go any further, I want, want to spend some time to, to start here. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be this big, grandiose thing. Um, it can be as simple as going outside, um, looking at a tree or a plant, and just taking a moment to express thanks. Because <clears throat> um, with each breath that we take in, we can experience gratitude for the oxygen that simply wouldn't be there uh, without the magnificent work that plants have done in transforming our atmosphere and making it breathable. Um, so as you... As you go about your day, maybe you can think over to the past week, if you got out for a hike or went on a walk, even just took care of a house plant. Um, even in these simple moments, we can bear in mind that plants, by absorbing carbon dioxide, are reducing the greenhouse effect and 
and save our world from becoming dangerously overheated. Uh, without plants and all they do for us, we would not be alive today. <clears throat> so even with that, maybe consider how you would like to express your thanks. We're going to take some time in a moment to sit in silence. Um, I'll have some questions, questions up on the board. Um, but to get, get our hearts in, in a place for this, to sit in grateful silence, uh, I'd like to do a, a little responsive reading, a responsive prayer. Um, this is actually adapted from uh, an Iroquois prayer um, out of the Native American tradition. Um, so I uh, would like to read, uh, I'll read those first lines and then uh, you guys read the lines in bold. So every other line there. We return thanks to our mother, the earth, which sustains us. We return thanks to the rivers and streams. We return thanks to all herbs. We return thanks to the corn and to her sisters, the beans and squashes. We return thanks to the wind. return thanks to the moon and stars. We return thanks to the sun. And lastly, we return thanks to God, the great spirit. time to, to sit in silence, sink into gratitude.
Creator God, Father of compassion, we thank you that we gather together as your sons and daughters. We thank you for the world that you have made, for soil and streams, mountains and music, flowers and fauna, laughter and love, dancing and daffodils, flamingos and food. We thank you that we inhabit this world with non-human worshipers, elephants and eagles, red kites and raccoons, monkeys and macaws. To you be all honor, glory, and praise. Creator God, Father of compassion, we are concerned about this world of yours and this world of ours. It is our home. In the face of the climate crisis, our hearts are restless and our souls are sad. Draw near to us as the healer of all hurts. Father, we ask that you would lead and guide us by the power and compassion of the Holy Spirit. In these strange and difficult days, we ask that you would mold us and shape us into the image of your Son and our Savior, Jesus. May we, like him, be people of justice. Come, Holy Spirit. We need you. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh. Come, Holy Spirit. Empower us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we now move into the, uh, the hardest, the heaviest, perhaps most challenging part of this cycle. Um, so I want to continue here with, with the time of lament uh, for honoring and giving voice to our pain for the world. Uh, and I want to take care here before I go any further to distinguish between lament and, and shame or guilt. Um, what I'm not doing here and what I hope you don't feel is you know, me telling you you're all horrible people who need to repent and should be ashamed of yourselves for being calloused and greedy. That's not, that's not it. That's not the vibe here. But uh, that said, I do want to invite us into the hard and uh, potentially uncomfortable work of really looking at the brokenness in the world. Um, When faced with something which is so difficult for us to comprehend, uh, it can be easy to go into a state of denial, to procrastinate, downplay the intensity of the situation. But as a church, we're called to be faithful, even, in the, even especially in these desperate times. Uh, but in order to do this, we first have to emotionally process what we are facing. 
Therefore, we're going to take this time to grieve with God all that we have lost and all that we stand to lose through climate breakdown. Only by doing that can we come to understand what hope might look like and how we can take action to make that a reality. Um, So we're going to have... This is where I'm going to take a little risk here. We're going to have five minutes of silence. Uh, And if you grabbed a a note card, a three-by-five card on the way in, um, I'd like you to write down some of the emotions that this climate crisis stirs up in you. Uh, If you didn't grab a card, there's some on the the table in the back there. Uh, Perhaps you want to confess something. Perhaps you're feeling angry, hopeful, sad, or despairing. Perhaps something happened recently that made you feel afraid. Maybe a headline you read. Feel free to be as vague or as specific as you would like. Uh, but don't write, don't write your name on the paper um, so that each contribution can remain anonymous. Uh, and then I have a bowl here up at the front. I'll just put it in the front row there. Um, I'll leave it at the stage. <clears throat> Um, so if you've if you've have something you've you've written down again anonymously, uh, you can leave it here over the next five minutes, uh, and then I'll collect them and and read some of them out uh, in a communal prayer together, where we can ask God to comfort and mourn with us in this difficult time.
merciful God, we believe that you uphold and sustain all that you have made, while also lovingly giving us the freedom to live in relationship with the rest of creation. We ask your forgiveness for the ways we have abused that freedom through what we have done and what we have left undone. We bring our lament and our longing for a renewed earth to you now. No color, no green, yellow, blue, red. Can't breathe, can't drink. No animals, extinction, no fish in the sea. Only the sound of corruption, of war. I am guilty of ignoring the harm I have perpetuated against Mother Earth by my lack of attention and my own greed. I see people in governments not willing to take action. Plastic pollution. Helpless, guilty, fear for loss of more resources and helpless animals, fear for what our younger generation is going to inherit, anger for the procrastination and action to prevent further damage, hopelessness is what I feel and fear. I want my children and their children to experience the beauty in the world, not the doom that we feel of what might be. I want earth and God to be here and beautiful for generations to come. I pray that humans change their greed and neglect. <laughs> Furious at my ancestors for exploiting the earth scared for the future generations, for those who are disproportionately affected, for my own ability to enjoy the lives my parents did. Heartbroken to watch the world deteriorate, feeling useless, feeling like I am too weak to make the change in myself. sadness and despair that the veil has been pulled over our eyes to the point that we would trade the gift of creation for consumption and the promise of comfort that cost us everything. As your people, God, we come to you weary and heavy laden. We ask that you would make our grief holy in your eyes. After a moment of silence, I will say, Lord, have mercy. And I ask that you also respond by saying, Lord, have mercy.
Lord have mercy. Father of creation, God of compassion, you created a world of wonder, of possibility and potential. You declared it to be good. For this we give thanks, to you be praise, honor, and glory. Yes, for this we give thanks, to you be praise, honor, and glory. Father of creation, God of compassion, this world is no longer as you intended it to be. Humanity has betrayed its calling to tend and keep. Creation groans. For this we weep. Lord, have mercy. For this we mourn. Christ, have mercy. On our watch, we reap what we have sown. On our watch, sea levels rise. For this we weep. Lord, have mercy. For this we mourn. Christ, have mercy. On our watch, forests destroyed. On our watch, locusts swarm. For this we weep, Lord have mercy. For this we mourn, Christ have mercy. And so now with tears in our eyes we look to you. With regret, with repentance, knowing the difficult decades that we face as temperatures rise, as extinctions increase, as we come to terms with our existential plight. For our children, Lord, have mercy. For our grandchildren, Christ, have mercy. For the world's most vulnerable, Christ, have mercy. Father of creation, God of compassion, wake us from our slumber. Equip us afresh to be the justice-shaped people of God. Father of creation, God of compassion, you created a world of wonder, of possibility and potential. You declared it to be good. For this we give thanks. To you be praise honor and glory. Our next movement here towards beginning to see with new eyes. Having looked 
looked reality, looked our fear in the face, courageously acknowledged what we're facing. Thank you for doing this, by the way. Thank you for sharing. takes a lot of courage to sit in that space to do this work. But from this this place of grief of honoring our pain, we can come to see that things things can be different. I'd like to share a a quote here from Henri Nouwen. I think captures this really well. In recent decades, we've become particularly aware of the crucial importance of our relationship with nature. As long as we, we relate to the trees, the rivers, the mountains, the fields, and the oceans as properties we can manipulate, To our real or fabricated needs, nature remains opaque and does not reveal to us its true being. When a tree is nothing but a potential chair, it ceases to tell us much about growth. When a river is only a dumping place for industrial wastes, it can no longer speak to us about movement. And when a flower is nothing more than a model for a plastic decoration, it has little to say about the simple beauty of life. When we relate to nature primarily as a property to be used, it becomes opaque. An opaqueness that in our society manifests itself as pollution. The dirty rivers, the smog-filled skies, the strip-mined hills, and the ravaged woods are sad signs of our false relationship with nature. Our difficult and very urgent task is to realize that nature is not primarily a property to be possessed, but a gift to be received with admiration and gratitude. There's that gratitude coming back again. Only when we make a deep bow to the rivers, oceans, hills, and mountains that offer us a home, only then can they become transparent and reveal to us their real meaning. A friend once gave me a beautiful photograph of a water lily. I asked him how he had been able to take such a splendid picture. With a smile, he said, Well, I had to be very patient and very attentive. It was only after a few hours of compliments that the lily was willing to let me take her picture. That scene with new eyes.
I'd like to read a blessing, and then we'll, we'll move into another time of silence and reflection here. Uh, this is a blessing from John O'Donohue uh, called To Learn from Animal Beings. Nearer to the earth's heart, deeper within its silence, animals know this world in a way we never will. We who are ever distanced and distracted by the parade of bright windows, thought opens. Their seamless presence is not fractured thus. Stranded between time gone and time emerging, we manage seldom to be where we are whereas they are always looking out from the here and now. May we learn to return and rest in the beauty of animal being. Learn to lean low, leave our locked minds, and with freed senses feel the earth breathing beneath us. May we enter into lightness of spirit, and slip frequently into the feel of the wild. Let the clear silence of our animal being cleanse our hearts of corrosive words. May we learn to walk upon the earth with all their confidence and clear-eyed stillness so that our minds might be baptized in the name of the wind and the light and the rain. sit with these things.
Father of creation, God of compassion. You created a world of wonder, of possibility and potential. You declared it to be good. For this we give thanks. To you be praise, honor, and glory. Father of creation, God of compassion, in this time of climate breakdown, wake us from our slumber. Equip us afresh to be the justice-shaped people of God. Father of creation, God of compassion, in this time of climate breakdown, wake us from our slumber. Equip us afresh to our priestly and prophetic calling that we would speak truth in a culture of denial, that we would enact hope in a culture of despair, that we would face what will be with love-filled action, that in humanity's darkest hour you would enliven us so we would bandage the wounds of those caught between the wheels of climate injustice. That in humanity's darkest hour, we would have the courage to drive a spoke into the wheel of climate injustice itself. Father of creation, God of compassion, you created a world of wonder, of possibility and potential, and you declared it to be good. In our grief, in our mourning, we give thanks. To you be praise, honor, and glory. Amen. sat with a lot this morning so far, giving thanks, grieving, perhaps letting our our eyes be open to something new, so what do we do, what do we do with that? It's our last movement here last station going forth Um, I don't have the answers again don't have a list series of prescriptions I don't think it's on certainly not on any one of us to take on this whole thing by ourselves um And so to take us into this <clears throat> this last station, uh, I want to read read a couple poems uh, by Wendell Berry. Um, that that are an invitation both both to action, but also to continued stillness. 
to move into a place of peace before, before going out and trying to fix anything or change anything. The peace of wild things. When despair for the world grows in me and I wake in the night at the least sound in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief, I come into the presence of still water and I feel above me the day blind stars waiting with their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world and am free. There's grace, there's rest even in going forth, even in going out into the world. That's the comfort. That's the hope. The second one is uh, the first in a series of, of Sabbath poems that Barry wrote. I go among trees and sit still. All my stirring becomes quiet around me like circles on water. My tasks lie in their places where I left them, asleep like cattle. Then what is afraid of me comes and lives a while in my sight. What it fears in me leaves me, and the fear of me leaves it. It sings, and I hear its song. Then what I am afraid of comes. I live for a while in its sight. What I fear in it leaves me. It sings, and I hear its song. After days of labor, mute in my consternations, I hear my song at last. And I sing it. As we sing, the day turns, the trees move. <clears throat> Again, it, it isn't on any one of us to, to carry the full weight of this thing by ourselves. We each, we each do have a part to play. It's what it means to be part of a body or to use, use Wendell Berry's metaphor. We each have a song to sing and part to play in this grand orchestra of life. <clears throat> what is your part to say? to play what is your song what is the spirit nudging calling urging you 
go forth with today.
Father of creation, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we know that when your son entered Jerusalem, he wept. He wept because he knew what would befall it. Father of creation, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we look at this world of yours, this world of ours, we weep. We weep because we know what has befallen it. Violence, Lord have mercy. Consumerism, Lord have mercy. Unrestrained capitalism, Lord have mercy. Father of creation, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, your son dreamed a dream of a different kingdom, an alternative reality for an alternative community. And then he demonstrated what this looked like by healing the sick, welcoming the outcasts, overturning tables of injustice, and living a life and dying a death of self-giving, sacrificial love. Father of creation, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, may we too dream a dream of a different kingdom, an alternative reality for an alternative community, that your church would demonstrate what this looks like by bringing healing to the world, welcoming the stranger, challenging injustice, and living lives full of self-giving love. Father of creation, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, you raised your Son on the third day, showing that a new day has dawned, demonstrating that violence, evil, and death will not have the last word, demonstrating that oppressive empires will not have the last word. Father of creation, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, may we too be resurrection people who demonstrate that violence, evil, and destruction will not have the last word. Demonstrating that unrestrained capitalism and empires of exploitation will not have the last word. Father of creation, God and Father of our Lord Jesus, your son came to his disciples in an upper room. They were scared and he spoke saying, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. He calls, commissions, and equips. And then he breathed upon his disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Father of creation, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son comes to us in a world of climate breakdown. We are scared. We're so scared. And he speaks, saying, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. He calls, commissions, and equips. So empower your church afresh with the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. 
Empower us to be faithful until that day when the kingdom of your Son, now inaugurated, is consummated. Until that day when swords of ecological violence are turned into plowshares. Until that day when empires of exploitation are no more. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be all praise, honor, and glory. Amen. Let's take a moment to sit in in stillness. Um, Just a little bit more before we move into communion here. who are uh, distributing the elements want to come up. You can go, go to the next slide. There we go. I love this painting. I think, it's, I think it's titled Eucharist. Um, I've, I think I've showed it the last couple contemplative services I've done, but I love the, the flourishing, the feasting, the warmth uh, of the sacrament that it captures. <clears throat> um <clears throat> Here at Liminal, we believe we believe that all all are welcome uh, to come to the table, to participate in in the body and blood of Christ. Um, I don't have answers for this either. I, I I couldn't tell you exactly what it means. It's it's a mystery. church has been doing it for 2,000 years. Um, and, and there is something, I think, spiritually, spiritually significant about it. <clears throat> I'd like to share a brief, brief reflection here um, about wine from a, a, a wine, and, wine and food writer. says, in every civilization, blood is the sign of life. <clears throat> Lifeblood fills you and warms you, coursing through you even when you are still. For believers, we drink a wine, or in our case, grape juice, uh, that reveals bloodshed for forgiveness, a cup of suffering emptied for love, 
as we partake of the blood of crushed grapes, we discover union with the life of Christ in the deepest places. We experience not only the God of wine, but the God in wine. More than the God of us, we meet the God in us. We share the same blood, and we are family. To drink wine is to participate in a divine life. The more I discover about wine, the more I learn how much it involves hidden mystery. The story of wine is a chain reaction of transformation carried out under a veil. Roots reach for water and nutrients in invisible places. Microscopic yeasts lurk in juice, prepared to carry out their work of secret change. Aromatic compounds are hidden in long equations. Their wild fragrances mask until yeast breaks them apart in fermentation. And then they rush for the air. In dark bottles, wine changes and evolves, taking on new textures and flavors that taste like nothing you have ever had. That's always been the nature of sacraments. Hidden mysteries of grace and life squeezed out of ordinary objects. Baskets of bread and goblets of wine, vials of oil and pitchers of water, even rocks can play host to heaven's surprise visits. We have, we have grape juice here. I believe the crackers are gluten-free. My friends, this, this is the body and blood of Christ, broken and shed for you. Come to the table of the Lord. And just, yeah, come whenever you're ready.
thank you again, everyone, for for being here. Thank you for your patience. I know we ran a little bit longer than these services normally go. Um, yeah, thank you for for taking the risk to enter into this space together. Thank you for the words that you shared. an honor to share this space with you. Thank you, James. James over here on the ambient music. Very great. Very grateful for you. I'd like to leave us with with the words from that that passage in Habakkuk that we had up earlier. Um... Things aren't necessarily going to get better. At least not in the in the short term. They may well get worse. <clears throat> so though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines. The produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Thank you again. Be well. Blessings.